Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. I just lost my breath. Oh, you guys, you have no idea how hard Sam and I have been working to move this whole global community into a whole nother level. So it is finally here. Tomorrow you will see the first little tricklings of the new everything. And because you're on the show tonight, I'm going to give you a little bit later the link to see the new site and see, take a peek at what that looks like. You'll see the new book cover, and I have a brand new, oh, God, help me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, wait, this is what I sound like the last three weeks. I have a brand new online training course. Uh, the first, the, it's going to be a three-part free training. And you know how a few weeks ago we were talking about self-love and I had sent that survey out to everybody? Well, we wrangled all of the information and all of the comments and all the stuff and and I built a whole course around it. And the the first three classes, the entire, there, there's a whole uh, video training that's free. And you're going to see that in your email tomorrow. You're going to get the links. And you'll be able to take the class. They're full-length classes. I've been working around the clock on these things. But I feel like I would say to my family, you better love them because I can't. Oh, my God. It's... <laughs> anyway, um, I, I want you to love them because it's good stuff. And it's really near and dear to my heart. And it's definitely making me step up quite a bit in my work ethic and, and uh, my willingness to go the extra mile. So I'm really excited about it. I really hope that you'll enjoy it. And uh, we are just catapulting ourselves into a whole new direction. So today I wanted to come back on the air just to say hi. I know that we've been really delinquent as far as being on the air for the last couple of weeks, but it's just because I'm working 14 or 16-hour days and just haven't been able to pull it all together for the show. And I also was in the midst of change, right? So I, um, when, I was on my, when I was in the Starbucks today, I said, you know, I'm going to write an article um, I have a new blog, too. That's all on the site as well. I'm going to write an article about the truth about transformation and change because you know what? It's no joke. I mean, it is absolutely insane what happens to your life when you finally step up and you say, okay, I'm changing everything. And um, as I was looking back over the last, I guess, year and a half, the last 16 months, 16 months since I've seen my family, can you imagine? The last 16 months of this, this transformation, Formation, um, I, it's astounding just how much actually happens. So I'm going to share some of that with you. But for today, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more fun, and that is how using heavy-handed manifesting, you know, and, and, and now incorporating a light touch. This is so 
prevalent with us, especially as advanced white workers, where we have been around the block. It's not our first rodeo with manifesting, but a lot of uh, people have come to me in the readings, doing a bunch of readings and, and of my mentorship program, and they're exhausted. They're exhausted from the whole process of manifesting. They're frustrated. Quite frankly, a lot of people um, are heartbroken because they put all their emotion and energy and attachment onto the whole idea of, you know, creating what they want out of, you know, thin air or whatever that people say you can do. And the, the big stuff doesn't seem to come. Um, the little stuff seems to, to sort of to show up pretty easy. But the big stuff really stays off in the wings. And so today what I wanted to talk about is something that actually came up in a, in a couple of my mentorship sessions the last couple of weeks. Heavy, we want to talk about heavy-handed manifesting and how to use the light touch. Now, I will be taking some calls if I have them here today. I know I sent the email out um, very, very late last night because I was going back and forth as to whether I was going to do a show, but I said, no, I, I really need to do this. You know why? Because it makes me feel good. I love doing the show. And uh, it's kind of like play for me. So I <laughs> said, I've got to get back on the air, so we're going to do this. So if you'd like to call in to chat with me, um, I would love to hear from you. The number is 347-215-9485. 347-215-9485. And Sam will take your name and let me know that you're on the line. And we'll get to those um, calls you know, as as they come up a little bit later in the show. So. Uh, let's talk about this heavy-handed manifesting. Now, you know, since this, the movie The Secret, right, everybody's been, you know, it, the law of attraction came up pretty pretty high on the scale for everybody. And then it died down because now the, the Secret is like eight, nine years old. And um, and then there's been all sorts of anti-secret <laughs> stuff out there. And then, uh, you know, uh, many things have shifted since then. So here, here's, here's the first part of this deal. First part of this deal, and the, the core of it is, the techniques that you're using for your manifesting could very well be out of date. And there's some adjustments that need to happen. And that's and, and in the past we were taught how to manifest. We were told to have vision boards. We were told to do tons of affirmations. We were told to stare at ourselves in the mirror and 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 go for test drives of fancy cars and go to open houses of fancy houses and write lists of the boyfriend or the husband that we wanted, the wife that we wanted, and, you know, all of this. And just, you know, stare at it, focus at it, you know, show people, you know, put it, I, I've seen some people put their vision boards on face, Facebook and they have vision board parties and all this. And, um, you know, and, and, they, and you also told, I remember very distinctly being told over and over again, you have to be, extraordinarily emotional about what it is that you're asking for. And, you know, like to the point of sobbing, you know? I'm in a mood today, guys, but it's the truth. Um, I'm punchy. It's like 
sleep deprived. Um, so, but it's true. To the point of sobbing, right? You know, oh my God, this house! Oh, you touch the walls, you touch the glass, you feel it, you smell it, you see it. Oh my God, I can see myself in there. I can see my little kids and laughing and the whole thing. And you know what? Um, there was a place for that, and the place for that was on the old grid. So what has happened since all of that was being told? Said. And now is that the energetic grid has shifted back in 2012 and has just been getting more ramped up and more ramped up as we go. And remember, all of us are part of that energy. Our frequencies, like it or not, have been going up so that we could actually exist, coexist with this grid. And then the advanced light workers, we're the ones who get to really use the grid at a, you know, at a, a pretty high tilt at a pretty uh, high level. Right, not the highest level because we don't, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's always room to grow. It's infinite, but we're certainly way further along than we were when we were learning all these skills initially. So what has happened is the operating system has like jumped, like you know, a trillion times, but our skills we're still using the same skills at the level that we were using them when we had, you know, let's say 30% of the power that we have now. So what does that mean? What it means is that it's like the equivalent to driving a covered wagon uh, when you have, um, Sam, Sam, I want you to text me, I want you to Skype me with that, the name of the, uh, well, my, well, not monorail, like the what do you call those things, the hovercraft? <laughs> he, he knows all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, so you're comparing a covered wagon to some really, really advanced kind of spaceship, okay? It, you know, or let's let's not even go in a spaceship because we can't relate to that per se, but let's just say a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, right? And if you're in a covered wagon and you slap the horses with the straps, you know, the horses are going to go to a certain clip. They're not going to go more than 10 miles an hour. It's, it's, and that's full-out gallop, you had to ride the, the brake and you had to, you know, lean your body weight over to one side so the cart wouldn't slip over. And there was all this movement, right? You're, you know, the thing is bouncing and the horses are bouncing and you're bouncing and, you know, you've got the whip and the whole thing. There's a, there was a lot of pieces, okay? So fast forward that. Take Laura Ingalls' father, Pa Ingalls, <laughs> and put him in a Lambo, and say, okay, go ahead and drive this thing. And let me tell you something. I happen to live in La Jolla, and I happen to be a Lamborghini dealer in town. And so, and that's Ferrari and a Rolls Royce and a bunch of other ones, Maserati and whatever else. They're all here. And they test drive these cars up and down, the, you know, the, the hills, because this is, you know, it's a lot of cliffs and things. And these guys, you know, the, the women aren't driving these cars. Maybe a Bentley, but other than that, they're not driving the cars. These are the guys. So the guys test drive these Lamborghinis and these fast cars all through La Jolla. So, you know, at any time of day, when those dealerships are open, you hear, you know, all this ridiculousness. And as they're, you know, going up the hills and going down the hills and trying to drive as fast as they can. on, you know. But the point is that I've seen a lot of them. Um, <laughs> there's, 
<laughs> this, I, I laugh every time I think about it. But there's this, this this road here called Torrey Pines Road, and it goes like straight up, and it, it's the road that goes down into La Jolla and back out. So the guys take the, the, these cars up the hill, and if you don't know how to drive a stick, if you don't know how to handle that car, you know the thing starts to stall out. And I have seen many a super duper fancy car. You know, the guy just doesn't know what he's doing, and he's like gearing all over the road, and like like the Priuses are like passing this Lamborghini, you know. And it's so funny to me. But the point is this: that you have so much more engine, and then with the engine, you have much more responsibility. But with that responsibility, you need to have fitness. Okay, you have to have finesse when you drive the Lambo. That's why these guys are almost running into trees. It is so comical. And when you pass them, they have like their sunglasses and their and their hats. Oh god! Anyway, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't. So when, but when they're driving these things and they don't have the finesse, they don't have the practice. They're driving as if they were driving a covered wagon. They can really get themselves in trouble. And God forbid they put, they try to go down magic. What if the guy, now here, here the guy's driving a Lambo here. He knows he's in a Lamborghini, right? He knows, oh, God, okay, I'm getting this thing. I hope I don't embarrass myself. I hope I can get this thing from point A to point B without flipping over or stalling out and being laughed at or whatever. And he, But he knows what he's getting into. With this grid situation with manifesting, most people have no idea that they are no longer in the covered wagon, okay? so. Because nobody's told them. So they're going about their lives rocking and socking, you know, and and using old information that hasn't been, you know, upgraded, trying to go at these things in, in, in the old way. Now, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, even 2000s, you know, before this grid changed over, yeah, we needed a much heavier hand. Think the vibration was so much slower. It was it was really slow. So you had to go on and on, you know, and, and our vibration was slower and our capacity to shift was slower. So it makes sense that you don't want to give fire to a baby, right? So you're not the guys aren't gonna give you know, they're not gonna give us all of the most advanced things and then have us flip ourselves over. They're gonna give it, you know, piece at a time. Now, the grid changed over 12, 21, 12. That was the big thing. We did a whole telesum about the 11, 11, 11 telesummit, blah, blah, blah. And all of the the powers that be, that you know, the cryons and all of the, uh, um, you know, all of the channels and everybody who's got any kind of, you know, connection to the other side or whatever, they all came out saying, okay, we have a new grid, you know, it's everything's changed. And we needed a couple of years to sort of get online with that, sort of start to get, you know, connected. Well, just like when you have an old cell phone and they keep telling you upgrade, 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 if you don't do that, if you wait, like I waited four years for to upgrade my phone and just did it a couple of months ago. By the time it got to the point where I got that, that iPhone 6 Plus or whatever it was, I was still back at an iPhone 4S. I literally could not do anything on my phone. I couldn't take any more apps. The pictures, I kept having to delete pictures to take pictures. The camera stopped working, you know, because it was obsolete, right? And because 
all of the new apps and all of the different platforms were were building themselves for the most recent operating system. So everything had to shift. So when it came to the grid, you know, two things are happening. They're actually challenging me now. They're telling me two things were happening. One is they were upgrading the grid. So that's like the cell towers, right? They're upgrading the, the, the broadband, the, the bandwidth. And the other was they're upgrading us and making us more sensitive, making us in alignment, making us and, 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 and making people who would never even think of this kind of stuff start to crave it, right? Because we don't need to have every single person in the universe on board for this stuff to work. It's really the 80-20 rule, like 20% or less are doing the majority of the energetic work on this planet for everybody else. However, a certain point did hit critical mass. That secret was a turning point. That was a per- turning point. It came on in 2006, 2007. You know, Rhonda was probably working on it from, like, you know, these things take a while to get out the door. So let's say she was working on it from 2003 or thinking about it, you know, even before then, to the time it was published, to the time, you know, in the video, in the videos that were coming out, and then it went viral in the book, and the this, and the Oprah, and then, you know. And these guys are still talking about the people who are in there still touting. I was in the secret, listen to me, and talk about the law of attraction. That was a long run. But you know why? Because there was a lot of people to bring online. It literally was a changing of the operating system. And it was a, 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 a operating manual, you know, webinar for the, for the masses. Like you guys got to get online because if you don't get online, you're gonna you're not gonna function. So even the you know the most the least of the spiritual people kind of kind of has a sixth sense about well you know those 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 new age people are crazy but they're aware of it and just their awareness plugs in enough of them into the grid so they don't like disappear you know so. When we're talking about heavy-handed manifesting, if you haven't upgraded your skills, you could be using the covered wagon processes in a Lamborghini world. And when you do that, either the car stalls out, so you don't get your stuff, or the car flips over. (laughs) You know, it runs, you crash into something, you know, you feel like you're or your bucking, right? If it's a stick shift, a lot of those things are. And, you know, a stick shift in a four-cylinder engine car is something else. You know, a V12 or whatever those things are, fuel-injected, whatever, who knows what. You don't want to, like, miss with the clutch on, on something like that. So what we have to do now is to go with a lighter touch when I and I'll talk about what the lighter touch is but let me just talk about what heavy-handed manifesting actually looks like in, in the real world okay so you can kind of stop doing it and it, it's it's habitual so don't expect to stop overnight but just again awareness is everything and that's part that's that's actually step one of of uh light-handed manifesting, is your awareness is taking you further than you think. Just your awareness is making things shift. And that's the start. That's the start of the shift. A lot of people think, well, you know, I'm aware of it, but I'm not going to do anything about it right now. Well, guess what? Your awareness just did something about it. So you're involved. Okay. But 
back to the heavy-handed manifest. I'm going to just bookmark awareness. I've got to write this down. I'm so tired I can't. <laughs> I normally remember these things. Um, okay, so I'm writing awareness down so I can talk to you about it in a second. All right. So the heavy-handed part is, it, here's what it looks like. You are uh, constantly thinking about what it is you're trying to manifest. You are talking to other people about it quite a bit. You are um, looking for signs, looking for evidence, looking for proof that things are on their way. You might be using your Dorian Virtual Angel cards or any of your your Oracle cards and constantly asking, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? When in the house is it going to happen? In the past, and I love Dorian's cards, I have a, probably 40 sets of them. But you have to you have to use them differently now because your frequency has shifted. And when we when we start talking about prediction, okay, well, the, well, he texts, well, I get the house, well, I get the whatever, you know, new job, well, I get out of this marriage, all these things. What you are doing is slowing down your process because you're saying, it's not here yet. And spoken word is the command to this new energy. It's always been a command, but because the frequency is so high and because our bodies have shifted so much, uh, there's our spoken word resonates. It's like dropping a pebble into the, into a still pond and it just the circles go out and out and out and out, out, right? So your words really do make a much bigger difference now than they did before. They were important before, but now when you think about it, in this very highly sensitive, like an EKG machine, highly sensitive environment that we're energetic environment that we're in, um, we have, you know, a lot more impact with a lot less physicality. Right, a lot less uh, work. So, when it comes to the light touch, the, the the example that I gave to my mentorship clients was, you know, think about a horse. I've had horses in my life all my life, and I can tell you that when a fly lands on the side of a horse, that horse feels it, flicks its skin, and swats it with his tail, or leans over to bite at it, or whatever. But it feels it. And the horse is 13, 14, 15, 1,600 pounds, and that fly is an ounce, and that horse feels it. He didn't need a sledgehammer. He didn't need a 150-pound person to land on his back. He felt the fly. You know, even when we're riding and we're taking riding lessons or teaching, one of the things you teach the riders is you don't need to kick the horse John Wayne style to get the thing to go. You just really, there's a... A gal named Sally Swift, she's passed away now, but she had a whole principle, a whole riding type of uh, modality where you would literally close your eyes and just think about going to the right and the horse would start moving to the right because that's how subtle. As soon as you start thinking, your body flinches in some way. Your body kind of has a, a uh, an energy, right, that's it's physical, a physical energy, but it, it moves. You think, I'm going to the right. And even if you just turn your eyes slightly to the right, this can, you, this can happen on skis too, your whole body weight very slightly off to the right. Guess what? 
the horse starts to move off that way. And, and it was, I mean, we would ride with no reins. We'd have our eyes, you know, blindfolded, all kinds of things, no stirrups. And we could just, without, that, you know, heavy leaning, kicking, pulling to stop the horse. To stop the horse, you could just close your legs a little bit and literally tighten your abdominal muscles and the horse stops. That's how subtle. It's the light touch. So when we're talking about your manifesting, that's exactly what we're talking about. It, it's time to lighten up. You don't have to beat it out of the universe, right? So how how does that how does that work? Well, when you're thinking of the, the desire that you have, here's the difference. With the heavy handed manifesting, the truth of the matter is, and I remember Esther Hicks talking about this very clearly, the truth of the matter is that there was a big lag time between when you asked for something and when you received it. And, you know, that's what she was talking about, the vibrational match and all that stuff, which is, you know, very valid, very true. Um, But she did spend a lot of time talking about this gap, the void and all these things. And that's because when the grid was slower, there was a long Like Amazon wasn't here yet. Now, as the grid has gotten faster, now we have FedEx, we have Amazon. I got something from Amazon the other day in less than 24 hours. It was unbelievable. You know, because their distribution is better, right? Their system is, their frequency is higher. Their system is better. They know what works, what doesn't work. They know how to have distribution hubs all over the country and the world and et cetera, et cetera. So we're getting stuff faster. The same thing. You have to upgrade your energy the way your physical world upgrades. Okay, you have to think about that. What you learned, you know, 20 years ago, you know, there's some classic information, but it is definitely you're applying that classic information to a new grid. It would be like Julia Childs coming here and trying to cook a lot of these newfangled things. There's chemicals. There's all kinds of different, um, you know, things to add, add, food additives. And her food, she might try to go at it the old way, but if she didn't have the specific ingredients from the old way, it would be very hard to duplicate what she was doing back then. So when we're looking forward, now, let me know what heavy manifesting is. Talk about what the light touch is. Okay, first of all, instead of looking at life from the outside in, you're going to hear me talking about this in our the free training course that starts tomorrow, or starts, yeah, I guess it's going to start tomorrow. Uh, when, when, you, when you're thinking about this, you have to start thinking, I'm going to live life from the inside out. You've heard me saying this for years. And what that means is that instead of thinking, is over there, that man, that house, that whatever, job, whatever. You have to think there is a version of me that already has what it is I'm desiring, that house, and she already lives there, and she's already in it, and it's her normal. So there's a version of you because there's multiple dimensions. This is the thing. The grid is the grid, but the grid is we have parallel dimensions happening all simultaneously. You know, they talk about past lives and future lives. It's all actually all parallel lives. And the way that you can get, you can literally travel from one version of you to the other by your thoughts. This is light touch manifesting. Okay? Light-handed manifest, light touch. Instead of thinking I have to make the physical world do what I need it to do so I can be happy, 
which is the old way, you now are, I choose to become the version of me that's already there. So now when they say you have to be the money or be the married version of you or be the homeowner that you already are, that's what they mean. Now, what does that mean? Do you have to go out and buy a costume and, you know, <laughs> and a fake wedding band? No. What it means is that you start to operate as if it's already there. Operate as if, not as if it's already there. Operate as you are it. Okay, so you're literally saying, okay, I am the homeowner of this house, of this new house. It's perfectly in alignment for me. And as a homeowner, how would I be? If I live in the, my dream house, am I running all over town trying to touch the ha- every single house out there? No. Am I, because then I'm in shopping mode for the house, not living in the dream house. So if I'm living already living in the dream house, am I sitting in the dream house yearning about whether it's going to come to fruition or not? No. Am I, you know, pulling cards, angel cards, and trying to figure out if it's going to happen or not? No. Am I walking around looking for signs? No, because you already live there. So the way that you, you manifest with the light touch is you take time out to get quiet, 15, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. 20 minutes is actually a really good time, but good length of time. But even if you do it for just five minutes, you you know, you just sit and you just become the person who's already there. Okay? Become the person who's already there. So you're just literally seeing yourself in that house. You're sitting in there. Like, let's say you're meditating in your current living room or you're, you know, visioning in your current living room and you just literally close your eyes, and that living room now is the living room of the new house, and you are in it. So you're, there's no, what you're eliminating is the angst, the worry, the doubt, the sadness and depression from what hasn't happened in the past, the guilt from what hasn't happened in the past, the fury of that, you know, this hasn't worked fast enough. You're not putting the time limits on it and the time zones on it because you already are it. And if you do any of that other stuff, or start revving like a hamster on a wheel, like, okay, 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 I now have it, I now have it, I have it. You start attaching to it in that way, you will, that's that's where you, you kill it. Because you're telling the, the energy, I am not that already. So the light touch is allowing yourself, um, so, so, here's, so that's how you would do like your 20 minutes session for creating, okay? Your creating session. But how do you live Okay, you come out of the creative session, then what? Well, as you go through the rest of your day and the house isn't here yet, you hate your landlord and all these things, do you slide back and say, oh, that was a great 20 minutes, but oh, oh, let me see if there's any kind of sign. How am I going to do this? How is that going to That's what That's heavy-handed manifesting again. What you do is you think back to it. You think you you think about it differently. So let's say you go to the beach one day and you really enjoyed it, and you could feel the wind and the air and the sand and everything. Or you were right there and you were having such a good time, and just you just felt the feeling that you felt when you were there. Well, once you leave the beach, 
you can still kind of grab onto that feeling, right? You can still, because you're still of it. You're still of it, even though you're not physically necessarily there. You want to keep yourself very much aligned with that. And when they talk about detachment, what you want to detach from is the feelings of angst and worry and the heavy-handed manifesting. So here was a big thing that got everybody confused, myself included. It was like, okay, get emotional, emotional, emotional. You have to be, you know, sobbing about this whole thing. You just feel it. You're getting chills. and Oh, you're there, you're there, you're there. And the emotion is what creates it. And then you're so emotional, and then when it doesn't show up, you go into heartbroken. You feel so vulnerable because if it doesn't show up, then your whole, you know, you, you just sort of crumble inside. You're like, wait. You know, but I was just so emotional. So then what do you do? Then you put your walls up. You're like, okay, I'm going to work on this manifesting thing, but I'm not going to do it too much because, you know, last time I got myself all caught up in it and it didn't happen or, you know, the house I wanted sold or the car, I didn't get the job or whatever, and I was disappointed. So now my hackles are up, even though, but I know I still should do this thing. And then it goes, push me, pull you, push me, pull you. Guess what? Nothing happens. And you're back in heavy hand and manifest. So the piece of detachment so then then you go the other direction so you totally detach and then you kind of throw the whole manifesting away you throw the whole vision away so the universe is like wait i thought she wanted this but now she's so detached she doesn't what she doesn't want it are you kidding me <laughs> we're almost like there it's almost a deliverance she's like not even thinking she's not talking about it <clears throat> instead the detachment is not a, to detach from that uh, vision or that, you know, your beingness of that thing that you want, what you want to detach from and work on detaching from is the angst. You know, if you were at a at a um, picnic and you had these great, you know, sandwiches and you're on the little checkerboard uh, tablecloth and, you know, you get the little glasses of wine. I've never seen more picnic baskets than I, ever than I did when I got to La Jolla. I always thought you'd give them as wedding gifts or like bridal shower gifts that nobody ever uses. They use them here. Everybody's got a picnic going on. And so they don't use them in Jersey, I can tell you that. And um, and so you have your, your tablecloth with your with your stuff on it. And then you have all these ants come, right? You have all the ants show up for the party. Do you go and like cannibalize the wine and cheese and like kill it? You know? I don't want to be attached to the wine and cheese. I was so enjoying that wine and cheese. I don't want to be attached to the wine and cheese. These ants are here now. I've got to just detach from the wine and cheese and give way to the ants. No. What you do is you get rid of the ants. So the detachment needs to come from the imposter. You have to say, okay, I know I, I know I might have tried this before and it didn't work. But guess what? I'm in a new energy. I was just using my skills the wrong way. I was using my power against me because I didn't realize how powerful I was and that my doubt was resonating on the grid like times, uh, uh, you know, 1,700 times for every piece of doubt. It was like, boom, amplifying on the grid. I didn't realize I was shutting things down. I didn't realize I was a Lamborghini bucking across La Jolla, right? I didn't know the finesse of how to drive that faster car. So you can't use your past, this is another heavy-handed manifesting thing, you can't use your past to justify what you can create today. Okay? So I want to give you my one of my top secret tools that really, 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 really works. And I, and I learned this from a really, 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 
same advanced channel, this guy that came through when I had one of my channeling sessions, I, I coach with this guy, not coach, I consult with this guy, and uh, he channels some pretty amazing beings. And I'm going to give you my little, one of my top secret tips, because I think it's, I think you guys deserve it, and also, I think it's just going to, it's going to help a lot, and, and it really works. Ready? Okay. <laughs> so, here it is. If you want to finally get out of the chair in your current living room and actually really be in the, you need to wake up in the morning at a different time than you normally are and do a totally different routine than you normally do. Why is that? Because your frequency, that's how you accelerate your frequency. We have a tendency to glob onto our routine and hold on to them at all costs. We want to eat the same things. We want to go the same route to work. We want to go to the gym at the same time. We want that treadmill. And why is that woman on my treadmill, you know, because it's next to the TV that works in the gym, you know, very routine. We like our routine. We've got to have our routine. We're rewarded for routine. Guess what? Guess what you're doing? I'm keeping my frequency the same. The frequency is staying the same. The frequency is staying the same. I'm going to fight with somebody. Okay, now the frequency is going backwards. The frequency is staying the same. Guess what? Guess what's not coming? What's not coming is your hats. Why? Because you're spending 20 minutes in the living room, and you listen to Mari's show, and, you know, you're you're in the new house, the whole thing. You got it. Light hand to touch. Light hand. And then you go back to your routine. Guess what you're doing? You're going back to the frequency of the you that doesn't have the house. So what you do is you change gears. You got to change it up. Just like, you know, the personal trainers say, you can't just go and stand on the treadmill for 45 minutes every single day. Your body gets used to it, and the body's like, huh. Okay, you got to change it up. Some days you do weights, some days you run, sometimes you flip a tire over, some days you ride a horse, you know, you know all different things, right? Sometimes you're going to guard, but you got to change it up. Well, that's the same thing with your frequency. Now, you don't want to change it up so much that you don't get any kind of consistency in your life. I'm not saying that. But when you want to make a major change, like I know as of tomorrow, we've been working really hard. Sammy even flew out to California to help me. And which I'm very grateful to him for. Thank you, Sam, again. And we've been changing a lot of things, right? We've been working on a lot of things. And as of tomorrow, the whole brand officially changes. So the new website's up, the you know, the new training course starts, all the new programs start, the whole thing. Facebook uh, headers change, everything changes. And believe me, I've been going through crazy to get that to happen. Part of the craziness was logistics, and I have a whole new staff and everything. But the other part of it was me, because guess what? I had to leave the old Mari behind. There was so, this even doing this radio show, this is like my bedroom slipper comfort zone. We've done, you know, I don't know, between telesummits and shows, over 500 episodes. It's been insane. We've been on the air for almost five years just from the, just in this platform. And we were on the air before that, you know, on another show, on another station. So, you know, we've been doing this for a really long time. This is very comfy. And so the frequency was kind of just 
Yeah. Right? If you want to see the changes coming in the front door, you have to kind of have, you know, if you want to walk into the new house, you're not going to use the old keys to get in the door. So this morning when I, you know, I woke up, I'm a night person. I've been working around the clock. I could start working at like 8 o'clock at night and work till 3 o'clock in the morning. And this morning, even though I did work till 2 o'clock in the morning last night with my webmaster, this morning I got up at 6.30. I had changed my diet over, gave up sugar, and I got up at 6.30. And I went out to the ocean because I had to do a bunch of um, videos, shoot videos for some of our pages. And, you know, and I changed my whole routine. I mean, it was nothing like normal. Even my cats, when I came out of my room at 6.30 and I went to feed them, they all looked at me like, whoa, wait. What's happening? I mean, it was hilarious. It was they kind of all were startled, like, okay, what's going on? Because we usually don't see you for like another four or five hours. Um, okay, I don't know what's wrong with you, but uh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll eat. You know, I've been wanting to eat at six thirty in the morning all along. So you you have everything changed, and you know what? I noticed that the light is so different that early in the morning. I'm never up at that time, and Starbucks was different, and everything in the day changed. And as I was driving over the hill to the to the ocean to do the, shoot the videos, I literally heard in my channeling ear, "You finally changed your routine. Welcome to the new frequency of success in the new you." Okay, I couldn't. You can't expect to hold on to your old self and become your new self at the same time. You know, and. The other thing that I just want to say, and then I'm going to take your calls because I see a lot of you are, are have called in, so we have plenty to get started with that. You want to give yourself enough time for these changes. This is something that I was really off on, and I'm never afraid to say when I'm off on something <laughs> because why mislead you? When I was moving from New Jersey to La Jolla, or not even New Jersey to California, I just figured, okay, I'm going to land in California, and boom, I'm in my high frequency, I'm going to change my business over, and all is going to be well, I'm going to do this in like six months, and it's going to be awesome, you know? It's not that easy, you know? I mean, there was so many, logistically, okay, it's pretty easy. It's the easiest part was putting stuff on a truck and having it shipped here, right? Car, cats, or, you know, everything is moved. Right, and then you find a place to live. Okay, it might seem a little hard, but that's not as hard. And, and you know, you're and then change your work over. That's a little, but to change your frequency and to change the way you need to be in order to sustain that new you. Because what you don't realize is all the stuff that you want requires a version of you that you're not yet. And 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 when you're not that yet, that's what the holdup is. You've got to be frequent. You you have to advance you. So that means you get the stuff when you're willing to make the frequency change, and the frequency change literally is physically changing how you operate in the world. It all goes hand in hand. So this is very advanced for a radio show. Let me tell you, it's probably like a course I could have <laughs> But I, I probably will. Next spring I have something planned for next spring about this kind of stuff. But I, I know that everybody's tired. You know, people are, I call it the weary light worker syndrome. And I'm going to do a class on that too. And 
Um, I just I want to help you to kind of get get what it is. Tomorrow, not only are you going to do your start today tonight, you're going to do your visioning for your you know your becoming or your being or creating session. I call as when you you become that person you're, who's already living in the house. Blah blah blah. But tomorrow, flip your apple cart. Change it up. Change up the routine because, trust me, when you get the stuff you want, your day isn't going to look the same as it does now. Take the step towards it, and it'll take a thousand steps back towards you. It will pull you along, and it'll push you along because I'll tell you what, during this process of getting to tomorrow, uh, there was a whole lot of things falling away, friends, people, you know, all kinds of situations. It's like, And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Well, wait, you know, like, but you wanted to get rid of that for so long. But, you know, <laughs> so you kind of go back and forth. This process isn't black and white. It's not a straight line. It's not linear. You're going to have, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. But then you'll take a leap forward and you'll land, right, because you've done the work. All right, so I'm going to stop there. I hope that's been helpful. You'll listen to the podcast. Let me know how it how it uh resonates with you, you can send us an uh, email to me at support at ahamomentsinc.com. Let me know if this makes sense to you. Or get, call in now and talk to me. So the number to call in is 347-215-9485. So let me just look at my screen here and see who Sam has lined up for me. Okay. So we have um, Linda in Seattle. Hi, Linda. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm kind of distracted at the moment. I'm at a bus stop. I'm sorry. It's probably very noisy from here. And okay, so I'm having what trouble we're going to do is so. go to the next caller and we'll come back to you. Uh, uh, okay, well, just take me off the list then because I'll, I'll be on the bus for quite a while. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Okay, so we are moving on. That's a first in all these years. Um, okay, Anna in Washington. Hi, Anna. Uh, hello, Mari. My um, question, I really um, like what I've, I've, I've heard and try to um, understand it. And my frustration is, and I understand, I, I have a vision, and the, the vision is, Zion, a place where no person says I'm ill, and I'm a holistic um, into holistic healthcare and integrative nutrition, and am frustrated with um, our healthcare delivery system, which doesn't include providers and and treatments that that really address chronic health conditions, which is a cellular health situation, right? And mm-hmm. if you can help how how and if I can make a difference in in um, in our in in this healthcare reform, you know, which isn't really well, healthcare reform. Here's, here, um, that's a great question, Anna. And here's here's where um, you're missing. Okay, and mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just cutting to the chase. Here's what you're missing. 
you're when you look at it that way, frustrated with our health care system and that, you know, it's not representative of what's truth and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you're looking at it from the outside in. You're looking mm-hmm. at it with physical colored glasses. And mm-hmm. you are disassociating yourself with the power that you have when you look at it from the energy first. So it it is very easy to do that because especially when you're in a healing profession, you're dealing with the physical body and it feels very real. It's very tangible of all the things that, you know, all the different types of modality, you know, the, you have the psychic arts and the intuitive things and all that. When you're dealing with the actual healing of the physical body, it's very easy to orient from the physical space because you're hearing about symptoms and cures and, you know, some people get cured and other people don't. But yes. the answer is never in the physical world first because the physical world is the slowest of all of it. Mm-hmm. The answer is in your frequency because every one uh, every 17 seconds of your focused energy and thought is worth 200 hours of physical action. Mm. And so when you do your visioning work, your creating work, the most important thing, there's just two, two points I want to make. One is that you want to start really not looking at it from such a heavy hand with the they shouldn't be doing and they shouldn't be doing and somebody's got to fix the system and the system because really what you're doing is pointing blame and you're pointing blame into a physical apparatus and it's the slowest, heaviest vibration and you're also kind of um, trying to tackle something that can't be solved in that big kind of loop, you know, the big kind of governmental kind of situation yeah. where you can make the most difference. So, so when you do that, when you start to look outside of the reason why or that healthcare system or that, you know, needs to be reformed, when you start to look out there, you, you, you're you basically telling yourself, I'm not enough to make a change myself. I need this big organization to do the shifting. I get it, you know, I'm, I'm doing it for myself, but everybody else needs to know about that. But you are literally not recognizing the Lamborghini engine you have right within yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you go back into living, doing it from the inside out, you know what your convictions are. You know that when you go creating your your world and your visioning, what you want to see is perfect and radiant molecular health for everyone. Every mm-hmm. grocery store you go into, every supermarket, you know, every every library, every public place, you're looking at every single person and their completely healed self. You know, when Christ came in to heal the lepers. He didn't go and say, okay, where's the group that handles this and why aren't they doing something about this? What he did was he was like, okay, he touched the robe or, you know, touched them or whatever he's doing. But the reason why they healed immediately, and and, and that's for all the other things, the loaves and fishes and all, the reason why they healed immediately is because he saw them in a perfect state. Hmm. And now, I know that might not seem like as concrete as you'd like, you know, however... It this frequency that we're talking about is that energy. Even Joel Olstein is talking about the I am energy. That's the Christ yes. energy. Yes. Okay. At every it's like that's about as mainstream as you can get. And so it's 
you have walked this earth, and your guides are telling me this, for a really long time. I mean, many, many, many lifetimes as the medicine woman, as the shaman, as the, you know, as the, they're showing you Native American, well, I guess the, the high chief level and all that kind of stuff. And so you got here and you're like, really? You're kidding, right? <laughs> you're like, are you kidding me? Like, okay, I think we're going back. Real chills, like, I get <laughs> where you're saying that. <laughs> yeah. and, and so so at this juncture, at this juncture for you, you have to turn into you and you're the power source. You know you can make it rain when you think about it. You know that you can heal and help. Uh, you can You can sort of give people hold space for people to choose that healing for themselves. Now, the other thing, you know, for lack, because this is a radio show and I can't get into it too deeply, um, the other thing that I think is really important for you to recognize is that you matter. And that wherever you hold your frequency, you are going to be exponentially radiating that out onto the grid. And everything will rise up to you. Hmm. You are condemning all of your work by trying to focus outside. on Like if you get caught up in this election, mm-hmm. forget about it. Mm-hmm. You might as well just take a fire extinguisher to your energy. You know, I did vote. Focus on who you see. In, <laughs> good. And, and, and focus on who you see in your office for you and then and and that's where you you remain and let it be okay Mm -hmm. it's about managing you first and just know that you matter and your energy is resonating on that grid especially the high master that you are it's even more than 200 times you know it's even more so don't use that against yourself because guess Mm -hmm. what this is for you and everybody else all of that spin about why why they aren't fixing it is actually cementing it 200 times. Mm. Okay? Yes, it works yes. both ways. I hope that's been helpful to you. Um, blessings to I, you. It, it, You're it, on the it right has. Because and, and, um, I know we, we do transmit energy, so it's up to me to... Um, Stay in a higher energy and and not point fingers and whatever. You know what? Go have fun. You're really, really, really <laughs> in your head a lot, and yes. you need your little inner child is stuck in a closet, a drawer somewhere, <laughs> and she needs to like go fly a kite, go you know plant a herb garden if you're indoors, you know if it's cold or whatever, go climb a mountain, do something fun. That's gonna that's the best thing you can do to the grid. It absolutely is. Joy is 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 sorely needed on the grid. Yes. That's what I've been been um, expressing often. If we're if if it if we're not having fun, we're not doing it right. That's right. So live that. Thank you, Mari. You're welcome. Have a great night. Thanks for calling in. Okay, we have Tim from Japan. Is that really Japan, Japan, or is that yeah, like- Japan, Japan, the backside of Japan where it's freezing cold? Wow. Well. I'll be. <laughs> Thanks for calling. And in. I'm, I'm, from, glad I... I'm from Southern California. So I lived in San Diego before I lived in Orange County before. So I'm used to warm okay. weather. I don't like yes. cold oh weather. Oh my gosh! I, I I'm right I'm right with you. <laughs> What's your question tonight? Thanks for calling in. So this is my first time calling into your show. Um, I've been 
in Japan for 11 years, and I only wanted to be here for one year. I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been trying to get out of Japan for uh, 10 years now, and I want to do a music tour, and I'm I'm going to do a music tour. I'm just trying to set up how to do that, and I've been applying for music jobs all around the world, never got any word from any of them yet so far. Um, I just want to know what you think is a good step for me to get my music out there. I have my music on every possible internet site. I have friends all over the world on Facebook, but... I don't know how to get out of Japan and how to get the m- management to do the tour. And Well, you know, here's two reasons why you're in Japan. One of the reasons why you're in Japan is because you hold a huge amount of light and that area needs people like you. And there's not a whole lot of people flocking that way, you know, because people hear the word Japan and it's like, oh, you know. And so, uh, first of all, it doesn't feel like you're going to be there much longer. That's why you're getting really antsy is because your time to be there is up, you know. So, because I was felt about New Jersey the way you feel about Japan. I was there for 22 years, and I was like, oh, my God, i got to get out of here. And But there was a certain frequency lock that we were in, right? Um, and two things for you. What I was saying earlier in the show, and I'm hearing this from your guides and angels, is you've got to change your routine. And your routine includes staying very focused on music and being the best musician and having a tour and this and that. But they're saying that you really need to focus on how to have a business because you're not monetizing what you're doing. And there's some way that you could be monetizing what you're doing better if you focused on getting classes in marketing and business creation versus so much in the music. You're good with the music. But it's the business and marketing where you're lacking education. And like I was talking about those routines earlier before that keeps that frequency stuck, you have a great Japanese frequency going on there. If you want a Southern California frequency or a Paris frequency or a London, it feels like you'd be going to London. That's what everybody's saying. That's what I think I'm going to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I think you're going to end up in London. Actually, I think that's better for you than Southern California. Um, it's time for you to point yourself in how to create a business that can be sustainable and that's an enterprise. You're still thinking too much as an artist, and now you need to think as a businessman. It's not just posting your stuff all over and having people on Facebook. It's about really packaging you in a way that people, you know, are going to receive you. And and not just, and, you know, and when it comes to music, you know, when you're self-publishing, I'm going through the around and around and around with my publisher about this. And when you're self-publishing your music, you're, are you signed or are you, you're self-publishing? I'm self-everything. I also okay, write so books. Self- I've self-published all my books, too. Right. And I'm okay. an energy healer, and I, I manage my own oh, energy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all over the place. So so yeah. essentially, your energy isn't anchoring into anything. It's kind of all over the place because you're going at it from a state of panic. Okay, is this going to get me out of Japan? Okay, is this going to get me out of Japan? Okay, is that going to get me out of Japan? Like, how do I get out of Japan? When am I going to be a star? When am I going to go? When I have the money to go on tour? When am I going to have? When is one of these things going to take off? How many more people on Facebook do I need? That's all about you. But the hmm. thing that changes is when it's about the audience, and when it's about uh, the contribution and it's very easy to get caught up in the art and then caught up in the in the lack but 
the the big thing for you right now is education and branding yourself as a personality so people buy into you and then they want all your stuff. You're not leading with your story. You're not leading with who you are and and why you're different. You're leading with, and, and I know, you know, you're expecting the music to kind of do that for you, but the music is just one facet of you. It's not yeah. everything. And I think it's really important for you to get educated in branding and edu- personal branding or lifestyle branding and also educated in your um, how to how to build a sustainable business. I think the, one of the coaches I can highly recommend um, is Jeff Walker. Jeff Walker. And if you go to Jeff Walker, productwatchformula.com, Jeff Walker, he's phenomenal with helping people from all different walks of life create, look, show their products in, in, in a way that people get it and people buy it. That's what you need. You need more business training than you need more. You're You're good with the music. And you're actually right on the cusp of breaking through, but you have to create an enterprise. I know I've gone through that in my own business. And, you know, it's not that you don't care about people, but you have to eat and you have to, you know, you have to be able to sustain yourself. And people think, oh, you know, you're just having a good time. And, oh, this is not, there's a whole lot to having a sustainable business that you don't like to do. You, you know, yeah, you can be passionate about what you're doing, but I can guarantee you that about when you're running a business, that you, where you can eat and live well in the United States or in this world, there's going to be a whole lot of your day that you're not liking so much. You know, I'm not bouncing around La Jolla doing readings and oh, talking to the angels and getting on the radio show and all life. Let me tell you, behind the scenes, I'm working like a, a lunatic. <laughs> you know, I'm exhausted. I'm sleep deprived. And that's just the stage. It's a stage because it was a transformation. Transformation required a lot of energy and work. And anybody who tells you it doesn't is lying. So, but you got to be working on the right thing. And you're, I think you're overproducing with the music and not really looking at the part that you don't like, which is the business. That's the piece that you're missing. And when you pull that up to even three quarters of where your music is, London, here you come. You'll be singing for uh, what is the name, Princess Charlotte, and all those people over there in that cast. <laughs> okay, cool. I have to go because the show is over. But <laughs> okay, I thank you so much. Helpful. Thanks yes. so much for calling in, Tim. Stay warm in Japan. Okay, everybody. Well, we've come to the end of yet another Aha Moments Radio Show. I did um, fail to mention to you that. This is, I'm doing my last, and I keep saying I'm doing my last round of readings, but I am, this is the last, we're in November, okay? We have two readings left for November, two Akashic readings, two two spots, and then I added, I think, maybe six for December, but that's it. At this price, in readings altogether, in this way, this is it. So what I would say is if you'd like to get a reading, please just go back to the email that you got about this show. And um, you can sign up there and then pay attention to your inbox tomorrow and the next day because you will be seeing some really fresh, sparkling new stuff coming from me. And that's it for today. We will see you next week, same time, same place. And we'll end with my motto, which, you know, is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. See you next week.
You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.